Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Show here on Buzzing Patea, the show where we talk about things that are happening right here, right now, as well as general news, tips, information and advice. Now, today is a beautiful sunny day. I thought I'm going to come out, I'm going to have a walk around LK Metro and I want to go and watch a bit of sport, have some food and just generally relax in this wonderful part of Patea City. And I thought, what better place to come than to join this gentleman here, Darren. Darren, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, Trav. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. I'm here iRovers. Now, if you don't know about iRovers and you like your sport, shame on you because this is undoubtedly, I think quite unquestionably, the best sports bar in this area, would you agree? I'd like to think so. Of course he yeah. agrees, see, of course he does. Um, now, Dan, before we get into about iRovers, sure. um, just tell me a bit about yourself. I mean, how long have you been here in Patea? Oh, um, came at the end of 2014, started 2015, so uh, into my seventh year now. Seventh year, yeah. wow. And yeah. you're still enjoying it? Is it still the same as when you first came? Oh, it's a little different, mate. Um, <laughs> in what but, way? Um, well, obviously, uh, you know, the last 12 months has yeah. changed things, and I'm sure we're going to uh, touch on yeah, that we will, the, yeah. uh, the interview, but um, um, up until that point, it was extremely exciting, yeah. you know, and uh, it, uh, for me, it just uh, continued um, everything that I thought it was before it came, came here, so it was, it, was, uh, it was a great place. Yeah. Still a great place, just a little <laughs> different now. And I mean, what were you doing before you came to Patea? Oh, I worked in the uh, gas business, the oil international gas, sorry, I worked for an international gas company for yeah. uh, um, 29 years, mate. So, 29 uh, years? The previous wow. uh, 10 years of that was in Asia, so in uh, Malaysia, Singapore, um, in Indonesia, so I'd, I'd had a fair uh, grounding in Asia before I came here. Right, right. So 29 years, oil and gas, yeah. to run in what has to be probably one of the best known sports bars in the whole of Pattaya. Yeah, there's a, it's a completely different industry. I can imagine, but, yeah. But at the same time, there's a lot of um, um, things which are parallel, like, you know, employees, still your most yeah, valuable yeah. asset. Well, we'll talk about that as well. Sure. I mean, in terms of obviously coming here, I mean, there's one thing coming here to holiday, you know, many yep. of us have done that and yep, you guys sure. watching your backwards and forwards, etc., etc. I mean, coming here to live and is, is a big step. Coming here to live and actually run a business oh, is yeah. an immense step. I mean, yeah. how, how, how did it compare to what your expectations were? Um, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I've got him. Yes, we're only two and a half minutes in, and I've got him already. Stumped already. already. <laughs> um, no, mate. It's you know when you first come here, like like probably yourself. Uh, you know, it's an absolutely fascinating city. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. you can't but help to get swept up in it all. But when you come here and you know you want to live here, firstly, you can't live a you know a holiday lifestyle. Yeah. Following that up, when you're running a business. Um, you can't um, live a holiday lifestyle Very completely. True. And, and, and I've seen so many people try and do that. Yeah. You know, over the seven years. You know, and uh, it's 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 fun for them for a little while, but uh, yeah. but it, they burn out pretty quick. Yeah, and I mean, as well, you know, like we said about businesses here, I mean, if you were to run a restaurant, if you were to run a service provision, maybe you could get away with it. But I mean, you're a sports bar, restaurant yep. and accommodation. I mean, you, and you are literally in the very center of LK Metro. So, Absolutely. I mean, are you tempted to go out every now and then and go and let your hair down and... No, mate, see, during normal times, we're 24 hours. Yeah. So you've got to be, uh, you know, on the pulse, you know, 
pretty much all of those 24 hours. Yeah. And I mean, before you came here and you took yeah. over this business, and we're going to sure. talk about that in a bit, I mean, were you into sport? Was sport a, a oh, part of your life? Right. Um, sports has been a massive part of my life right. uh, since I was quite, quite young. Played rugby league in Australia at a reasonable level, coached at a reasonable level. Oh, so, lovely. Uh, um, it was in, in my blood, and so running a sports bar initially yeah. was a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> initially, I, re I realised I was probably wor working long, longer hours than what yeah. I ever, ever was for uh, the gas company. And for so. less money, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, comes yeah. through the territory. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, you know, you've come here, you've holidayed, you've decided that this was the place you're going to not only set up home, yeah. but you're going to set up a, a business here. Sure. I mean, obviously, before. Uh, this was called Irish Rovers, and That's then you, you purchased the business. That's correct. I mean, what was the driving factor of you taking this on and, and oh, going a, for it? That's a really long story, but if we can go back to, to Irish Rovers. Yeah. The business is about 14, 15 years old now. I think for the first couple of years it was called Irish Rovers. Yeah. And then it got changed to iRovers, um, which I quite like because I think I stands for international. International, yeah. yeah. Uh, rather, than, rather than Irish. And, but, there is so many people that still call it Irish Rovers. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's incredible. Well, I used so, to play pool here and that. So, I mean, yeah. I remember it as Irish Rovers years ago with Simon and Josh and everyone. Sure. And then obviously it went to iRovers, but yeah. I mean, I do call it iRovers, but. Yeah. Uh, so you've just, yeah. you, you, you came here and you've just decided to buy this business. I mean, yeah. what was the, the logic? What was the, the, the push to make you make that decision? Um, when I first came here, I knew I wanted a business here. I, right. I, I wanted to live here, but I knew I couldn't live that, you know, that uh, that holiday lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. So I knew that if I had a business, I could really concentrate and and make a go of it. Um, when I looked around, and we looked at a lot of places mm -hmm. when I first came came here, um, I could see the trend moving towards that front, you know, road front road access moving yeah. back a little bit. Yeah. You know, seven years ago. Soyoke Metro was pretty pop popular, but it wasn't as popular as other places. Sure. Now I believe, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that anybody who has a business around here mm. would probably say it is the premier um, yeah. uh, nightlife place in, uh, in yeah. Padia now. Yeah, so, I agree. So I, I think you know that involvement was there. Oh. Everybody could see it. Mm -hmm. It was just a matter of time. And I think the COVID-19 situation has actually. Um, push that plan of the local government forward a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you should say that because I agree with you. I mean, LK Metro, for me, yep. is the go-to place now. You know, yep. years ago, yes, it was Walking Street, Walking Street, Walking Street, Soy 6, Soy 6, Soy 6. Sure. They were the places where you went. You know, Soy 6 for your fun, Walking Street for the, wow, look at this, this is amazing. And LK Metro, well, I think, back in the day, was more of an expats sort of association. Sure. You know, you come here, I mean, I'd play pool here. You'd go across the road, you'd go and see your friend down the road. But now it's completely changed. Yes. You mentioned earlier about COVID and about the impact that it's had. I mean, with that impact that it has had, do you really think the walking street now will not be the same as it used to be? Do you think they are going to carry out these threats that they've been threatening now for years? I've got to be a little careful. And I need to respect the people that still have a business there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I believe there is still life in Walking Street. Yeah. Um, what I'm concerned about is the local government's plans, and um, I'm all, all, all I can say is uh, I'm, I'm happy I have a business here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think you know 
I'll say it for you. I think Walking Street is going to change. I really do. Yeah. I think that there's going to be some dramatic changes. I think, sadly, there will be a lot of businesses that will be perhaps forced to close or they'll be starved so much that they decide to close. And I think that Walking Street will change. But having said that, although that may be perceived as a negative for the business owners, I do believe that there's ample room over here for other businesses to open up and to expand this particular part of the area to make it the go-to place, the complete yeah. go-to place. And I must say, it's, it's not just Soy LK Metro. I mean, this is probably the hub. It's the Soy Bacow area yeah. is a very popular um, growing area too. Mm. And there's some, um, there's some other soys just off that are probably in their early development right right now, mm. but you can see that in five, ten years' time. Yeah, well, uh, soy boomerang, you know. Absolutely, that's a perfect example. Yeah, I mean, that's grown from being like nothing to suddenly I think there's about ten bars in there. You know, Absolutely. it's like yep. I walked past it the other day and I thought, have I just been in a time warp? Like, where have all these just come from? Yes. Yep. And I think, as you said, the, these areas will develop, they will grow. If and when that happens, how do you see that having the impact on, on iRovers here? I mean, how do you see that benefiting you? It's always been my belief that we're in the right place. Okay. I think going forward, um, again, what we've been talking about further reinforces my view that um, iRovers is only gonna get bigger and better. Mm. I, I honestly believe that and um, you know, you, a lot of people have said, you know, why are you still here after 12, 12 months of COVID trading, which is really, you know, let's, let's, let's face it, it's absolutely decimated for Taya. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Anyone who's still operating a business here is breaking even at best. If they're doing better than, yeah. than, than that, give me a call and tell me how, <laughs> how, how you're doing it. Give them um, a ring, come on. Yeah, but uh, it's absolutely decimated. However, what keeps me going is the fact that I know potato is pretty special. Mm. And I know this area has got a hell of a lot of untapped potential still. Mm. So um, going forward, I'm still very, very confident that it's going to be the right place. And iRovers is going to be, um, is going to ride on the coattails of that success mm. in, in that area, in this area. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you there. I think definitely, okay, we're in, we're in probably the lowest of the lowest points of our entire oh, existence here. Um, however, uh, you know, as they say, you can't keep someone down for too long. Eventually, they're going to get back up. Yep. I think Patea will get back up, and I think it will actually be in a better position in many respects because I think earlier on, I mean, I spoke to Bazza at Club Misty's the other day, yep. and uh, he, he touched on a very, very good point where he said he thought there were too many bars here and that it was spread too thin. You know, you go into a bar, there might be three or four customers in here with 15, 20 girls dancing, and it just didn't have the atmosphere. Whereas if there was half the bars here, yep. there would be 20, 30 people in that same bar looking at those same 15 girls dancing, and the atmosphere would be better. It's probably one of the very few uh, positive aspects that's come yeah, out of this. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, there are changes. I mean, in terms of the, the current situation, in your vision forward, I mean, obviously as a businessman here, yep. you've got to be looking ahead. You've got to be thinking to yourself, right, what's going to happen? When's the timings? What are the implications of what are happening? When do you think the time will come where we won't have two-week quarantine and people can get on the aeroplane and come here? I've got him twice now. You've thrown I've him done him twice. I'm on the form today. Early in this piece, I was, uh, I was all about predictions. Yeah. <laughs> I've stopped predicting now. Um, but what I will say is you, you need to continue to keep optimistic about this. Sure. Um, 
obviously we're right at the start right now of the vaccine rollouts. Yes. You know, most of the countries like um, the UK are, are, are well ahead of, of most countries. Yeah. Um, you guys started off first. So uh, they're going very well and I'm, I'm talking to, to customers on a daily basis and general public are now getting it. Right. Uh, take a country like Australia, they're starting it, you know, mm. this week. Um, they're going to take a little bit longer, mm-hmm. although less pe- people to... Uh, yeah. Um, so you think of the general thinking would, would be once a vaccinated tourist can show, you know, yeah. yeah I... um, I'd like to understand the reasoning why Thailand um, would not allow them to travel. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I totally and, agree. I mean, I, I get comments all the time on our channel here. The interaction we get is fantastic. And the biggest talking point that I always get back in the comments is, take the two weeks away, yep. I'm here tomorrow. Uh, nobody's coming for two weeks, unless you know, they're, that, they're coming for three months. Plus. Yeah, that, that two-week quarantine, take it away, I'm here tomorrow. And, yep. I, and I think, like you say, once you can show, I've had the vaccines, you know, i am done my part. Yeah. Do they really need to do two weeks quarantine? I, you know, I, it's a really good question and it's one that I, you know, have had many a discussion with a customer over a beer. Um, but I, you know, the general consensus is, you know, tourists, tourism uh, equates to about one fifth or 20% of the Thailand GDP. I personally think it's much more. Yeah. I think it, it's, it's much deeper than just the tourist dollar. Uh, I take, for example, uh, our staff. Nobody's buying motorbikes anymore. Yeah. Uh, we're not buying, um, um, you know, a, a sheets and pillows and dunas and, mm. and, and furniture. Um, so it's, got, it's it's cutting right through manufacturing. Where I mean, our electricity bill's like one fifth of yeah. what it was. Yeah. Um, because nobody's in, in in the rooms. So you know, power stations are running on low low load. They're not getting maintenance. This is cutting right through manufacturing. Yeah. So I, I believe the Thai government is feeling it. And I believe they, uh, I hope, they have the incentive to, um, to identify that vaccinated tourists are a great way to get things going again. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that I, talking about what you just discussed there, is I agree with you that the, the tourism GDP is a lot more because it's like if you worked in Bangkok, for instance, chances are you're not working in this environment. So you're probably working in an office, international trading, whatever you're doing, you're working in a big high rise block. And if I said to you, okay, Darren, so you're gonna work from home. So no BTS then, really? I don't have to sit on the BTS? I don't have to sit in the traffic? Oh, okay, go on in. So that that hasn't really, in my opinion, and maybe I'm wrong, guys, but in my opinion, that hasn't had a a very big impact other than being positive that you can work from home. Now come to here, come to Phuket, come to these really tourist, orientated destinations yeah. and look around. Yeah. This is where the pain is. You know, yeah. the pain isn't in Bangkok, it isn't in Chiang Mai, it isn't in these areas. It's here in these tourist areas. Absolutely. And I think once they Absolutely. can address that and acknowledge it more than just say, oh, well, we're okay because yeah. you only equate to X amount of percent of our total profit. I think once they can address that, like you say, you know, the Thai people, they're very resilient. You know, the one thing I find really remarkable about Thai people is they just get on with it. It's amazing. I mean, I, you just, I'm, I'm sorry to say, but you only have to uh, drive around the streets of a morning, mm. you know, and I, I won't go into it, but you, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and 
the fact that they're allowing that to, to, to happen, it, it really concerns me. Um, it's really, really biting deep. Yeah. Um, it's 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 um, it's concerning, and, and I know the expat community has done a lot mm. for the ties. Yeah. But you know, they're, they're uh, everything's run out now. I yeah. Mean, we're at, right at the tail end of it now, and um, that help coming from the expat community is dried dried up, and you can understand that. Yeah. I mean, the first time around, I think yeah, it was a very positive step to see the expat community Absolutely help the way they was. did, and to interact with the ties. I mean, Absolutely. it really was brilliant, and it was it was fantastic to be a part of that. Yeah. But the but the problem was is that when the COVID finished, yeah. there was no high season. So there was no way of recuperating the money you'd been paying out, filling the bank accounts up, ready to take on this COVID. Yes. So of course, this COVID has been about, well, what have you got in your bank? Can you survive this? Because yeah. this is what you're going to be living on now. And it's like, wow, you know, it's been crazy. So, well, fingers crossed, you know, yeah. we're, we're hoping that the future will be bright and rosy. And in part two of our interview, I want to talk to you about what it's really like to run the most successful sports right. bar here in LK Metro, the interaction with the, with the staff, with the girls, etc. Um, so we're going to come back in part two. Guys, please watch in another couple of days, you'll see part two where Darren is gonna unveil what it really is like. You know, he's been oil and gas for 29 years, was it? Yeah. 20, 29 years, comes here, doesn't just come here to live, comes here to work, and not just work in any old location, he's working in what is, respectively, the busiest and best sports bar here in LK area. So we're gonna come back and find out more about what that's all about. So guys, stay tuned. Part two will be out in a few days. Until then, thank you very much for watching. Please, wherever you are, stay safe.